welcome to Clydesdale Media. Fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. She is one of my favorite people in the world, Alex Kazan. Alex, how are you? Thank you. Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, It's been a minute since we've talked, so I'm excited to catch up on everything, Alex, that's gone on in the last several months. Um, And... First and foremost, happy anniversary. Today is your anniversary. Thank you. Yes. Three years today. Three whole years. Do you still like, do you still feel like you're in the honeymoon phase? Comes and goes. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's been <laughs> really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, um, you know, Jake is easy to find at events because he's, he's pretty tall. And in the CrossFit world, he's really tall. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, at Wadapalooza, he and I got stuck trying to get out of Bayfront or into Bayfront. Can't even remember mm-hmm. which direction we were going. Uh, got kind of stuck. To, he was trying to take pictures, um, was trying to get moving around. I was trying to move around. It was just pure chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to talk for like 30 seconds just because we were stuck there together. Uh, which was awesome yeah i'm curious how they're gonna um move forward because i feel like they really outgrew that space it it was so bad last year i and i i hate saying that because i love the fact that there's so many people there like that's Mm -hmm. a good thing for crossfit that there are Mm -hmm. so many people but man there are a lot of frustrations associated with that and from a media perspective it's like yeah, I don't know if they just need to, like, I don't think you can really expand just because of the event, like, the area, but it definitely felt like people were really upset that they weren't able to actually see events if they, like, you had to be there for, like, four hours if you wanted to see an event, so that was kind of yeah. like, frustrating. Sunday was bad. Yeah, Kat and I basically just planted at um, at the main place where the finals were we were there for like six mm-hmm. hours yeah like if you have to pee you give up your spot if you need water right. you give up your spot yeah yeah it's it's really bad um but but i understand their problem too because you don't want to move away from that iconic location with all the events like right there on the water and you know it's a totally. great little park um totally. so yeah yeah, I empathize with them tremendously. And the media areas got smaller and smaller. Like they they put VIPs in the media area because they didn't have enough room for them in the stands. Yeah, that's so wild. it was just crazy. Um, but we're gonna get to that in a second. What I want to talk about is your improvement from last year to this year. Um, first and foremost. How cool is it that your name is correct on the leaderboard this year? 
Sorry, say that one more time. You cut out just a little bit. Um, how cool is it that your name is correct on the leaderboard this year? Oh, it's nice. It feels good. Mainly, too, just because people will be like, where are you? Like, I don't see you. And I'm like, I'm there. You just, like, don't recognize my name. Um, so it's nice. And I think Jake really appreciates it, too. So. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, when I went back to look at your last year numbers, you're still under Willis on last year's leaderboard. I hope they mm -hmm. have them linked together and you're getting credit for all of that stuff on your world rankings and everything like that. Cause I know there's been some confusion with that people getting married halfway through and not getting credit for all their points. Um, so oh, is that, does that happen? You don't get credit. So um, I think you froze for a second. Hopefully you'll come back in here uh, with Jesse Smith who married Chandler Smith in the off season. Her points did not link from her old account to her new account. Mm. And it actually threw off the numbers of people from the West who get to go to the games mm. and they fixed it. And now the West, instead of getting nine for the women, they're getting 10. Gotcha. So that's how, that's how big of a swing it made by her getting her points, right? Was it yeah. improved you guys getting one extra spot to the games? Wow, that's great. So, um, and it was just because she got married and her name changed from last season to this season. Yeah. So, um, but you last year in quarterfinals finished 29th in the world, which very impressive in really kind of your rookie campaign. And then this year you move all the way up to ninth <clears throat> top 10, top 10 in the world. And when I look at your West numbers, actually, when we look at your worldwide numbers, you were very consistent other than your home run, which was Thank event three. Yeah. Like every number was like within five of each other. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Is that something you're striving for? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think every athlete wants to be consistent because you can never control the programming. So like you never want to rely on um, lucky workouts or wheelhouse workouts. Um, so the idea is to not have like a wheelhouse, you know, you want to be good at everything. Um, but of course, like there are going to be events that I favor or prefer and, I think that there was a couple of those in quarterfinals that suited me really well. Um, but yeah, I was really happy with the consistency across the board, both in the open and quarterfinals, just like realizing there wasn't one big hole that completely like you look and you're like, okay, like that's what I need to fix, you know? Yeah. And going into semis, if I, if I break it down by the West only, all of your finishes were in the top 10, except for the first workout. And it was still 13th. Mm -hmm. So that is a, that is a consistency that if you're looking at semifinals, get you to the games. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, there was a lot of new stuff thrown at you this year. Were you and the underdogs team prepared for all that? Um, I'll start with the handstand pushup stuff. I am so thankful that the handstand pushups are, seeming to head in the direction of not kipping and mostly strict. I mean, we could still see kipping 
uh, maybe later on. But I don't imagine that we'll just get basic kipping handstand push-ups anymore. Like maybe we'll do kipping deficit or parallettes. Um, but I love strict handstand push-ups. I really dislike kipping mainly because I'm just not that great at it. Like for me, I pretty much do strict with a little leg kick. Like it's not very efficient. Um, and of course that's something I've been working on, but still I just don't enjoy them. So love the direction of the handstand push-ups. Um, the jump rope, like I was actually talking to my friend Alex about this the other day and like a perspective to encourage like the fancy tricks is that in CrossFit we do other sports at a really high level. So for example, like a snatch and a clean and jerk, like you can be strong, but you have to have really good technique. Um, and there's athletes that practice and practice and practice this technique to be good at Olympic weightlifting, even though CrossFit is not known for like, or it's not only Olympic weightlifting. So in the same sense, like jump roping, jump roping is its own sport outside of CrossFit and gymnastics is its own sport outside of CrossFit. And we just like take elements of each sport and do them. So it was kind of cool to like have more party trick elements that like anyone can do if you put the time in um, and maybe have the right rope, but it just takes some time to adjust. What about the V-ups? I was shocked by those. I definitely wasn't expecting to see them. Um, I'm not going to lie. They were hard. <laughs> um, I wish I could have practiced them a little more just because I think it is something of like knowing your body and knowing how fast you can go or um, knowing how big a sets you can do. I ended up doing like quick singles. So I'd like touch my toes, like splat on the ground, touch my toes, splat on the ground. Um, and I'm a pretty good rower and I feel like I was like getting off the rower pretty fast relative to the girls I was doing the workout with, but like scuds just smashed the V up. So she would like make up all of her time there. Um, so I definitely need to work on them, but I didn't mind seeing something new like that. I think then you just run into a little bit of a gray area maybe with like judging or standards. And I don't love that, but at the end of the day, like if you're good, you're going to be good. Like, I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my only beef with all this stuff is coming from, cause my background is judging. I mean, mm -hmm. that's where I started as a judge. Um, and I think if you have elite judges, then all this is fine. Yeah. But when you're throwing it at people in the affiliates mm -hmm. to figure this stuff out, it's just too much. Yeah. All I at think once. Many variables with the V ups, like feet needed to be together and like, like an incidental knee bend or like a soft knee bend is okay as long as your toes are above your head. But then you had people like bend and snapping when your like legs are supposed to remain straight once they're off the floor. Just like there was a lot of variability. So um, I think at the end of the day, it's not going to affect the leaderboard enough. Like I think even if people get away with bad V-ups, like it is what it is, but yeah, I agree. I, I don't love subjective judging. We So we're following a handful of athletes through the whole season. And one of those is Carolyn Prevo. And I asked her, why is the V-up needed when we have like toes to bar? And mm -hmm. she said, what you don't realize is you don't get a kip. You don't get to use your lats as much. And it is, it is isolating right to the core. Mm-hmm. And it really does make a difference. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, did you, they were. Did hard. you notice that? They were not easy. Like, especially round two. Like, I was like, oh no, like I got to get back to the rower. And I just felt like my core was toast. So I think they're awesome. I think I just, now it's going to be something that you throw it into your training to actually practice. But it was good. Yeah. So we have a couple uh, interesting questions here from the audience. The first one is just a compliment. Alex gives me hair envy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and then Elise also asks, I know she's mentioned liking bench, but what is a skill or move that she loves that people may not know? Mm, I don't know if people don't know this, but like, I love anything super like brute strength related. So like, I love like a power clean. Um, I like rowing. I like, actually, I like heavy wall balls. I love the new standard that we're throwing to the 10. I know a lot of girls will hate me for that, but I like it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like muscle ups. I like anything higher, like higher skill, heavier and high skill. <laughs> I think it is indicative of the athlete you've become when your list is that long. I like pretty much everything but simple workouts and we're working on liking those, but like, give me like a 12 minute AMRAP of a light thruster bar, like 65 bar facing burpees and like chest bar and I'm dying. And like, that's like the stuff I need to work on is just like that simple, like just go. Yeah. Where you've got to shut off the mind and just. Mm -hmm. Like go dark. Those are all of a sudden the thrusters are like 95 or like 105. Then I kind of like inch myself back into the field, but I'm still working on just that like turn it off and go mode. So I wanna I wanna hit on one more thing in quarterfinals before we mm -hmm. kind of move on to some other things, and that is I uh I'm gonna pull up your Instagram mm -hmm. because and I thought it was described beautifully as the most casual event three ever. I'm going to try to blow this up. There we go. Um, yeah, you just look like you're chilling and put up one of the best times in the world. What's going through your head during this workout? Um, so when we before we started the workout, we had saw, I think the Buttery Bros like posted Danny Spiegel's time. And it was like 342. Um, and usually when you like see anything that Danny does, especially with the barbell, I don't want to say it seems untouchable, but you're kind of like, yeah, like she's got it. Like if anyone's going to win this workout, it's her. Um, but also like I love these movements. And Justin was like, if anyone beats Danny, like I'll take you to a steak dinner. And it was kind of like a joke, like, um, but also like, all right, like let's just go for it. Um, I had no idea what to expect. We had heard from a few people that people were like failing jerks and that it got really nasty really quick. And so I think I actually started maybe a little too conservative. Like if you watch my whole video, my last five clean and jerks are faster than my sets of two and three. So like my last nine were faster than my first, um, I guess it was six, um, Burpees stayed the same. I don't think I would have changed anything there, but I just didn't want to get to a failure point. And then by the end, I was like, oh, like, this is good. And I didn't know what the time was. I didn't look at the clock once. And then I looked and Justin was giving me like the 
let's fucking go. So I was like, oh shit, like I did well. Um, but mid-workout, <laughs> I had no clue, like the trajectory of my time. I was kind of just zoning out. Yeah. So um, you ended with 348. On the last rep, so all these like one through four, it is immediately from the clean right into the jerk mm-hmm. on the last trip. Did you catch it wrong or just were you like, I want to make sure that I finish this. Um, I was noticing that like my leg drop, like my leg drive was feeling a little, getting a little, uh, tapped into and I wanted to like pick up the bar right away. Like, I didn't want to wait, but I didn't want to go for the jerk and miss it. So I just paused for a second yeah yeah it didn't look like you had trouble with that jerk either thank you <laughs> yeah. um we actually my gym programmed this workout this week oh fun so i got I the opportunity really to do this yeah i thought um, it was a really fun workout i i was surprised how much it hurt um, yeah and um and i am not an elite athlete by any stretch of the means but I would say my last five cleaner jerks were faster too. And I, and I probably was kicking myself going like, you could have done this. Like you're strong enough to do this. Why are you? But yeah, I was actually, I think- I'm burpees are what are hard for me. Yeah. So for me, I was up against our time cap and I was, and so I had to finish the five forced into it. And then I never missed anything. Gotcha. Yeah, I think like that workout is definitely a fine line of you could go out really fast and lose your power output for the end. Um, or if you go too slow, there's not really any room to make it up towards the end. Like you're just riding that line. So it was a fun one. I would do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looked beautiful when you did it. It's still mm-hmm. running on my other screen. I, I need you. to back out to just stop distracting me. There we go. Um, so with that, um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, your off season. So you, you kind of stayed quiet. You, you didn't, you did Zalos, but that was really the only individual big time comp you did in the off season. Mm-hmm. You did Wadapalooza as a team, which I want to get into a little bit. Was that, a, was that a concerted effort to focus more on training than competitions this year um yes like yes and no like when the games ended um and like i was in like the actual off season i guess like we were taking that time off um i ended up like getting my wisdom teeth out and i just had a lot of stuff going on and um i felt like i lost my fitness so fast or like i just didn't feel um mentally in it just because of the circumstances. And so when like the road qualifiers started and the Dubai qualifiers, I just didn't feel like I was in a place to um, do well uh, or just in a place to go at that intensity. Um, I remember specifically like laying in bed with Jake and I was like, Oh, like road qualifiers start tomorrow. Like I don't feel good or fit, but like if the workouts are like fun, then maybe I'll do it. And like the first one was like the 20 minute AMRAP of, I want to say it was like box step ups and deadlifts and bar muscle ups. And I was like, that will trash me. Like I haven't picked up a barbell in so long. And so I decided not to do any of the qualifiers and, um, Zalos was a really easy choice. Like there was really no reason not to, it was in our home turf. Um, 
Jared really organized it well. Like he made it a really good opportunity to earn money for the athletes. And there's no stress, nothing. There's nothing on the line. Like if you do well, awesome. If you do bad, no one cares. Like it's the very beginning of the season. Um, or I guess the season hasn't technically even started yet. Um, and so that was just like a really good opportunity to like be in competition mode with no stress. Um, and then Wadapalooza, Justin gave us the choice or he told me I could do one or the other. So I could do individual or team. Um, and knowing that Carrie was like on the road to like being done for good. Like I know she retired individually, but um, just being done with training um, at a consistent intense level. Um, I didn't want to miss the opportunity to get to compete with her. Um, and that's like something that I would have like dreamed about a few years ago. And so it just seemed like something not to pass up and it ended up being really fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. We actually, we got to, we got a chance to talk to Carrie at Wadapalooza on the podcast stage there where she put to bed all the rumors of her ever coming back, basically yeah. squashed those right away. Um, how much you get to spend a lot of time with her because she's kind of just around the gym. Um, and it was highlighted in the morning chalk up article earlier this week, um, your relationship, how much, when you first met her, did it start as fangirl and turn um, into something else or were you always cool with her? That's a really good question. And I think this is going to highlight Carrie's personality really well. Um, I have texts like from my best friend back home, like the first day I was going to, uh, at the time they were training at culmination. And I remember like walking in the gym and I had like texted my friend. I was like, Oh my gosh, like Carrie's here. Like they're all here. I'm so nervous. Like, Oh my gosh. And I remember texting her and like sitting there like, Oh, like, what do I do? Um, so like there was definitely a huge like fangirl moment. Um, but immediately Carrie's like talking to you and like asking about yourself and your family and your like interests and hobbies. And, um, she just made it really like a two way street really fast. Um, so it never felt like I was this little puppy dog following around like the big dog, you know, like she felt, she made me feel very included. Um, which I definitely like noticed right away and appreciated just that, like, um, she had a really like humbleness about her at the same time, like a confidence, like it was just like a really good balance of the both things. And, um, so I'd say we were always like, cool. Like I felt like we were always like friends and, um, that relationship just kind of developed over time. Like I trained with her, um, a while for rogue. Cause I think Bethany and Danielle were still taking time off or training in other places for a bit. And, um, so I trained a lot with Carrie for a little bit, just us. And I think that like was kind of the start of our friendship, just having all that time where it was just us doing workouts together, even though she whooped my butt every single one, like she <laughs> was still, so like, good job, like come back tomorrow. Or, um, and then of course, like over the past year and a half, two years, like, um, she's really just like, how can I help you? Like, let's chat before the games. Let's talk about things you need to know that I didn't know going into them. And, um, just really offering me things that she doesn't have to, but just very sweet. It, it seemed very clear in some of her quotes in that article that, that she just wants the best for you. Yeah. And 
to have that in your corner seems to be just like a gold, like a gold nugget that you have this, probably the greatest American female CrossFitter of all time in mm -hmm. your corner wanting you to succeed. Yeah, no, it's very sweet. And like, um, accomplishments aside, like even if Carrie wasn't the fittest American female or like, even if she wasn't fame wise, like who she was, like her as a person still having her in my corner, like that's what matters to me. Like the fact that she, um, does actually care and like, it's just a very sweet thing. There's Jake. Do you want to so, say hi? Hi. Jake says hi. He just walked in. Hey, Jake. How are you? Um, I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Good. Um, I want to talk about your other teammate as well. Mm -hmm. You brought on Ariel Lowen uh, as mm -hmm. your third teammate. Uh, she actually came on my birthday show um, oh, to celebrate awesome. my birthday with me. And we talked about when the, and Wadapalooza hadn't even started yet. Just mm -hmm. the, tr when she came out to Vegas and trained with you and how much she fell in love with you as a friend and as an athlete. Um, what was that like to kind of team up with her? And now you are the two top seeds in the West. Oh my gosh. We were joking uh, that if Carrie was still competing, that our team, the humble killers would have swept the, the quarterfinals podium for the West. Uh, but yeah, I first like kind of got to know Ariel at the games. Um, her and like Danny Spiegel kind of took me under their wings. Like, when you walk up to the bleachers, like you don't know where to sit for briefing. Like they're like, come over here. And like, they kind of just let me follow them around like a puppy dog, which was really nice. Um, and I like joked around and I called them my moms over the weekend. Cause like, they were like, Alex, like come do this. Like Danny's like, come ice bath with us. Like uh, all this stuff. And I just really like grew to love Ariel's humbleness and just like, who she was as a person, obviously she's a phenomenal athlete, but also her personality. And, um, Carrie and I were like talking about Wadapalooza and we were like thinking about a third and Ariel had reached out to Carrie to ask if Carrie wanted to be on a team with her and Danny, but Carrie was loyal and was like, well, I want to be on a team with Alex. And I think Danny wanted to go individual anyway. Um, so it worked out really well and it was honestly so fun. Like, being with a group of girls that wanted to work really hard and like we're all hard on ourselves. Like we all want to give our best, but also like encourage one another. Like if someone were to make a mistake or need a break or whatever, like it was like, okay, like three seconds and then like, let's go. Like you got it. And it was just a really good atmosphere and a good time. So this question is about your faith. Mm -hmm. We've talked in the past about how faithful of a person you are, mm -hmm. you know, and you grew up with in, in a way that a lot of us would not be envious of, but in your life, God has put people in your life, especially in the CrossFit world at mm -hmm. times like Reagan Huckabee when you were in high school and then you meet Carrie Pierce and then, mm -hmm. you know, Ariel drops into your life. Mm -hmm. Do you ever sit back and think, my goodness, God, like you are, you are filling my path with all of these amazingly strong women to help me become a better person. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. All the time. Like, um, it's hard. Like you don't know what the future is going to look like in 
in your life. Like you can plan everything and things can go differently um, for the better or the worse. And uh, it's hard to see it in the moment, but then you reflect back and you're like, wow, like God really orchestrated all that really beautifully. Um, but you don't really realize it's happening at the time. Um, so yeah, it's wild. And like, I'm just always like, okay, like what's next God? Like I'm, I'm here. And I think just reflecting on that and just being thankful and yeah, it's been really, really exciting. So, you know, one of the hardest concepts, uh, to be a Christian is to give everything up to God mm-hmm. and, and not to worry yourself you have a big season in front of you, right? And you're, you're getting better. When, how hard is it to not get stressed about that and to give that up to God? Um, to be honest, like, I think I might've talked to you about this or I've talked to someone about it, but, um, I think what helped me be successful bridging the gap between the teenage division and the adult division is, um, a couple of people at the gym back in Oregon, Karen and, Reagan and Bill and just like a lot of people there, they really encouraged me to like think bigger. So when I was trying to qualify as a teen, um, they're like, awesome. Like if you do like cool, but just take your time, like have fun and just like, eventually you're going to make it to the games. Like that's what they told me. And I think having that just patience and like keeping the love for the sport first and having fun kind of took the pressure off oh, I need to make the games this year, or, oh, I need to make top five this year. Um, So, like, my first semifinal, I was just, like, on cloud nine that I made West Coast Classic. And then that training year, I was like, yeah, like, I'd like to do better, obviously. I don't want to regress or stay the same. So, like, as long as I do better in semifinals, then, like, I'm happy because I'm making progress. And I ended up making the games. And so I think the same, um, like – mindset is still being applied like I want to do better at the games and obviously like you want to place top 10 you want to have these accomplishments but I don't want to put a timeline on myself because I don't want to burn out mentally or physically like I don't want to feel like oh you need to go do more in the gym you need to all you can think about is CrossFit and before you know it a year goes by and you hate hate it and you're beat up and you're injured and um that was a long answer to your question, but no, it, yeah. it's perfect. So yeah, like I obviously want to do better. Like Justin and I have like made some goals, like as far as where we want to finish in the games. But at the end of the day, as long as I know that I'm putting in the work and I'm still loving the sport and loving what I'm doing, um, the rest will fall into place. And like, it makes it really easy to trust God in that situation because I'm just living life. Like I'm not idolizing the leaderboard because it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, like no one, no one cares about you. I'll use Carrie as an example. Like I don't care about Carrie because she got on the podium. Like, yes, that's amazing. And it gives her all this knowledge and um, experience to learn from, but that's not why I admire her. Or Justin is a incredibly, um, what would the word be when like you have a lot of like accomplishments? Like he's a very, um, well, he has a very good resume as a coach. I guess that's like, yes. a good. there you go. But that's not the only reason why I like him as my coach. Like it's his passion. It's his like 
care for us as athletes and like so yeah I don't know I feel like God's just kind of one step at a time and whatever's meant to be will happen so I have to ask what if if you're willing to share what was the best piece of advice that Carrie gave you going into the games last year yeah um and this is a good one for any people that make the games for the first time this year as well um and it's really simple she said well there's two things and i can't remember if this this one might have been from someone else but one piece of advice i got was bring food everywhere so like have a back and have snacks and have meals and have water because you don't know when you're going to be corralled. You don't know if you're going to get to go back to your bag after an event. You don't know, like, you just don't know where and what's happening. And then along the, this one was from Carrie, this second piece. Um, because you don't know what's happening and things switch all the time, it's really easy to get frustrated or overwhelmed. Or you might have to go to briefing at 5 a.m. And you really don't want to go at 5 a.m., um, because there's no reason to, or they hold you for two hours after this event because there's a crowd or whatever it is. Um, And her piece of advice was don't let it bother you because you're already expending so much adrenaline and your cortisol levels are already so high. So if you can remain calm and just like go with the flow, you're already so far ahead of everybody else. Um, And that was a really good piece of advice because there was like, early briefings and there was times where you're like waiting two hours to size your GHD or your yoke or whatever it is. So really just staying calm. And, uh, she was like, don't get sucked into social media. Like if you need to turn your phone off, turn it off. Um, it was mainly just like big picture things that she was like talking about, but they were really helpful. So I, I know Ariel pretty well. Um, Mm -hmm. she talked, talked to me about how there are two groups of people backstage. There are the people that are very quiet and want to stay to themselves and think about everything that they have to accomplish. And there's another group that like to talk and about everything that's going on in the day and, and stay loose. I picture you as that stay loose kind of person. And very much. so another, another place where God jumped in and said, um, I'm going to let Danny and Ariel put her under her wing, their wing, because this is what she needs during the games. Mm-hmm. totally yeah I'm not I don't do well with the like everyone head down like not talking oh yeah no thank you yeah so I think that that's really cool when just in retrospect and talking to you and knowing all these people how it all kind of came out so I I want to talk about the change at underdogs and not really like big change but that some new people have come into the fold there Mm-hmm. And, um, and really like, you're almost the veteran. I mean, other than Allison, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of the veteran now you've been there the longest and there's some new people coming in. What has that dynamic shift been like for you? Um, honestly, like it's just been very smooth. So it hasn't really felt like a big change or anything. Um, as far as like some, we have a lot of new girls, which is awesome. So like, Carson Wolf moved here, Elena Buds, um, Skylar, Ava, Laurie. So there's like five, five new girls. Um, Laurie's obviously really good. Like she made the games, I think, a couple of years ago. And um, she's a really, like, really good gymnast. So 
like that brings another element of like getting pushed and um elena buds is also really fit she's so sneaky fit um she just has that she has that go that i was talking about like all of a sudden you're like wow she just lapped me like she's so fit um but honestly just like everyone's so nice and like i think the environment that is it is just like um all the girls are there for each other and um, uh oh we i think we is. hit a bad cell for a second okay there you are yeah there will just be like days where like maybe we're crying and we're tired and we like i feel like we all do a good job of lifting each other up and um it's a good environment very very good yeah, I um I was devastated for Elena this year. Um, we've been following her um, from last year's semis forward, um, and just so bummed that she made that move. She was getting so fit, you could just see it. And yeah. then to have the knee injury to end her season was a bummer. Oh but God. she'll be back stronger next year. Yeah, and she's like going back to athlete versus person. She's like sunshine in human form, and like um always has a smile on her face like even when this happened like obviously you might see her like cry a little bit because it's sad and it's okay to be sad and it's okay to like be frustrated that your season like ended unexpectedly and you have this injury and people around you are training but even still like she embraced the adversity so well and just like constantly like still encourages us training like good job guys like she came to quarterfinals and was there for the workouts and I know how hard that would be for me to watch knowing that's where I wanted to be and for her to do that and like sacrifice maybe a little bit of like her emotions to be able to support us. And I don't know, she's just really incredible. So if you hear this, Elena, we love you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's the best. Um, we always love having her on too. She, your, your description of her is so perfect. Yeah. Like sunshine in human form. It, that is, that is her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you still coaching? Uh, I do. I coach a kid's class now. Um, still at the gym. Um, they're like six to like 10 year olds. Um, so it's like a kid's like class. We play a lot of games, just kind of introducing them to fitness. Um, I stepped away from my night classes just because, um, it was getting kind of late and, uh, it was really hard to wind down coming home at like eight 45. So, stepped away from that. I'm coaching a kid's class. Um, I still have a couple like one-on-one -on -one clients, um, some nutrition clients. And I think I, I will always want to stay involved in like the community outside of, um, competing. So I enjoy it. Do you ever see yourself down the road being a coach of elite athletes like a Justin? I was, who was I talking to? I was talking to someone like, I think that'd be so fun. And obviously like, I have a lot to learn in that category as far as coaching other people, but I would love that. I think it'd be a blast. And um, I know how much I value Justin and Kiefer and how much like I love them and how important they are to me. And I think to be that role in someone else's life would be really special. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I want to finish up with just a couple fun things. And that is, um, what is the best thing you did this off season that had nothing to do with CrossFit? Um, I guess 
it was right before the open, so I guess it still counts as the off season. Um, I went to Kauai and fell so in love with it. Like I could move there tomorrow if I didn't have obligations here. Um, <laughs> fell in love with the island, like the community. Um, that was probably my favorite thing I've done this year. So. And was that with like the Kuali Foundation? Is that, did I say that right? I didn't go originally like knowing all those people. Um, but another God thing, like the first day that I dropped into a gym, I met um, a guy named Jackson and his wife, Bella, who are um, mine and Jake's age. And they're a huge part of the kids foundation. Like they run the kids classes and we ended up becoming good friends. And like, we got to go to some barbecues with them and, um, just kind of like, it felt like family so fast. Um, it was awesome. So I already booked my trip back. I'm going to go for the, um, trail run in September. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's on my bucket list for sure. Oh man. Even like, yes, Hawaii is beautiful, but just the, like the environment is so good. Yeah. And what they do for those kids is it's just a great organization. Mm -hmm. it's awesome the kids are so cool too like i went and helped judge the um first open workout the rowing one and these kids are rowing barefoot just like crushing this workout it was awesome yeah so with with jake is he still working part-time in california yes and do you guys still have to do that like long distance thing for parts of the year Yes. So that was why I was late this morning <laughs> um, <laughs> to leave on Monday um, to head down for the season, but I guess it was raining and stuff. So they wouldn't be able to start work. So they postponed that Excuse me, until Monday. Um, so he'll be leaving soon and that will probably last until about August again, or a little bit through August. Um, gets harder every year to leave, but uh, once we go through the adjusting period, like we just get into a groove. And you guys try to get back and forth to each other as much as possible during that time, right? Yeah. Like it gets hard just because for him to travel back here over the weekend and then make it back for the work week, like it's really exhausting for him because his work is all physical and um it's easier for me to go there, but then I also have to sacrifice like a weekend with having a coach and having my training partners. So we just try to make it work as much as possible, but also being realistic about what's doable. So Jake had, he was taking pictures at Wadapalooza. Mm -hmm. Is that like a hobby of his or something he is passionate about? Or just because his wife is like a rock star, he wants to do that? Um, yeah, it's kind of new. Um, for a long time, we were trying to figure out how to navigate our relationship in competitions. Like, I felt obligated to entertain him. Um, not because he made me feel that way. I just felt that way, like, out of my own nature. Um, and he also felt like I was very, like, to myself kind of thing. Um, and that like got a lot better over time. Like I think even at the games and at semifinals last year, like we did a really good job of supporting each other in the ways that we needed to. Um, but we were like, well, like taking pictures would be so fun. And like, it kind of just started as an idea, but then we realized like, Hey, it would give him something really fun to do while I'm competing. 
um, especially if you didn't have any friends like at a certain venue. Um, B, like it could turn into a financial opportunity in the future. Um, or like if I have sponsors that need to hire a photographer for content, like they could just hire him and um, kind of a bit of like for fun, but also like potential opportunity situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, I may actually be looking for a photographer uh, in Pasadena. <laughs> yeah. Just well, keep them, in your, keep them in your back pocket. Um, I wanted, there was, I can't remember what else I was going to ask you now. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, I am, there's a lot of comments that I want to make you aware of. A lot of fans of yours in the comments talking about how people want you to succeed and, and all of that. And Elise said that, um, I'd live in Hawaii too. If it wasn't for having our kids close to grandkids, it's paradise. Oh, yep. I agree. Elise. <laughs> um, but uh soccer mom is a huge fan of yours um want her why want her to go far in the sport of crossfit uh thank you yeah just tons of fans giving their well wishes to you uh as a, thank you for as a person me. and an athlete thank you yeah it's always fun having you and i'm sorry i talked over you oh no no i my <laughs> bad but yeah anytime um i'm pretty flexible so just let me know. Yeah, well, we'll see you in Pasadena. Yeah. Um, you're in that you're in that last heat, which is where you needed to be going into that. Um, you've got some friends in that last heat, so you'll be able to hang out in the corral. Yep, yep. I'll, which I'll is cool. My competition, mom. <laughs> yeah. And with that, everybody, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Thank you, Alex, for being here. And we'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale media podcast.